The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, here we go. Let's talk about week 14. Who's in the playoffs? Big week. In fantasy football, and hopefully it was a great one for all of you. We've got winners and losers, but unfortunately, we have so many injuries. We have so many injuries. Do people ever talk about the curse of the number one overall pick? Or can we no. can we put it there, out there? There's a curse about the number one overall, like the Madden curse. But oh, with the, the Madden, one. it's so much worse. Let me tell you the last five number one picks. 2019, uh, Saquon Barkley. Missed three games, was RB10. Came back, you know, had that ankle injury. wasn't so great. Doesn't sound like a curse. 2020, Christian McCaffrey. Missed 13 games, was RB54. 2021, Christian McCaffrey. Missed 10 games, was RB39. 2022, Jonathan Taylor. Missed six games, was RB31. 2023, Justin Jefferson. Another injury. Probably won't even be a top 40 wide receiver. Curse of the number one overall pick. It's worse than the Madden curse, folks. So we're starting off on a bright note tonight. (laughs) Who's the biggest winner? Uh, No, that just sucks, man. You waited all this time for Justin Jefferson to come back. And if you were ready, I don't know. I don't know the severity of the injury. He's having x-rays. But if you were ready to get in the playoffs and be like, yes, I'm going to turn Justin Jefferson loose. I'm very sorry that's not going to happen. Really tough year for all the Jefferson managers. But all right, Heath. Let's keep it happy here. Who's the biggest winner in Fantasy Week 14? Well, you know, I sent in the winner, as I always do, early because, you know, you like to get your stuff in early. And I said James Cook, and I still think he was because since they've made the change at offensive coordinator, James Cook has been a 100-yard machine. And he should have even been even better in this game than he was. I thought the Bills should have given him the ball more in the fourth quarter. But he was spectacular, 121 total yards and a score, caught five passes. This this guy has kind of bounced around that RB2 to RB3 range, and I think you can enter the fantasy playoffs with the confidence that the Bills know that they need to get him the ball, 
and that he will be a starter for your fantasy team. We've now got him with over 15 PPR points, three straight weeks. That coincides with the change in play caller. The Bills take on the Cowboys next week. It's a tough matchup. Maybe if the Cowboys win a a close, emotional, high-scoring game on Sunday, then they'll be ripe for the picking against Buffalo. Who knows? But they get the Chargers after that and the Patriots after that. Patriots' run defense is pretty good. I I tend to agree that Cook is a winner and that he's a must-start. I'll tell you what I didn't like, Heath. He played 45% of the snaps. I, I don't know three. what happened because he was Same. their best offensive player in the first three quarters. Yeah, I, I agree. So I don't know what's going on there either, but Latavius played 32%. Latavius continues to dominate on third downs. Ty Johnson isn't, but Ty Johnson, I, I think he was like on the cliff of being out of the league. And now here he is taking 20% of the running back snaps for Buffalo. I wish Cook would just get give him all of that. Yeah. Give make him a 60% snap guy. Give him the work. At least he's getting you the fantasy production. That's what we care about the most. You're going to continue to look at Cook as a must-start. Sometimes it's really not that complicated. And like we have a bunch of advanced stats and a bunch of rate stats, and those are really good. But sometimes you can just be really simple with it. You handed the ball off to James Cook 10 times and you got 58 yards. You handed the ball off to Ty Johnson and Latavius Murray eight times and you got 28 yards. You threw yeah. it to James Cook five times, and you got 83 yards. Mm-hmm. You threw it to the other guys three times, and you got 21 yards. Yeah. I think you should give the ball to James Cook just a little <laughs> bit more. More All to right. James Cook, less to Stephon Diggs. Well, I'm telling you, you got you got like Snead is an All Pro. He is All Pro. Uh, it, it's every week. He didn't. I don't think he fully shadowed him, but he was on him a lot. And 11 targets for Diggs. We got to buy or sell on Diggs a little bit later. But Lejarius Snead has been my favorite defensive player of the year. I love, I just love it. Um, all right, so James Cook was started in 44% of leagues. We're at actually the point in the season where I don't really look at the star percentage, especially going forward. I don't really look at the star percentage as, as being too, too reliable, but, you know, a lot of people just haven't, haven't, they're not setting their lineups, whatever, and that's, of course, going to be the case with teams being eliminated. Um, Good job, Adam. You helped PFP out. <laughs> thanks. Isaiah likely taking advantage of the Rams matchup. We'll talk about that a little Great bit later. Great job. Um, all right, uh, Dave, who's your biggest winner? Well, I mean, we, we could talk about Lamar Jackson or Evan Ingram, but I think people know what to do with those guys. Matthew Stafford, to me, is just a humongous winner. Weather, rainy. Matchup, tough. Receivers, not at 100%. Run game for the Rams continues to be great, and Stafford still puts up huge numbers. And he came out of this game, tough matchup against the Ravens, three touchdowns, almost 300 yards, just an outstanding game. And do you know who he plays next? He's got the Commanders, and then he's got the Saints, and then he's got the Giants. And other quarterbacks are falling by the wayside. We're not going to have C.J. Stroud next week, probably. We might not have Justin Herbert the rest of the year, maybe. Uh, Matthew Stafford's going to end up being a top-12 fantasy quarterback next week, and maybe every week the rest of the way. Great job if you've got Stafford on your team. Mm-hmm. And over the last two weeks, he has scored the third most fantasy points of any quarterback against the Browns and the most fantasy points this season of any quarterback against the Ravens. Let's go to the biggest loser here. And Dave, I'll throw it to you. Who's our biggest loser from week 14? I've got to go with Calvin Ridley. I, I know that it was a really tough situation, and we kind of talked about it leading up to the game. And we know that he's been playing well, but now we're right back in the exact same boat we were in with Calvin Ridley before he started to spout off against soft defenses. It was a tough matchup, and his quarterback was banged up, 
And Calvin Ridley still just could not even get 10 PPR points. I think fantasy managers are going to be frustrated with him. They're not going to know what to do with him. They've got uh, who do they have? Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah that's going to be rough. I know what the Rams just did. I don't know if I can look at Calvin Ridley and say, okay, with without Christian Kirk to take some coverage away and against aggressive defenses that are going to put pressure on your quarterback, there could be some trouble here. And he, listen, for, for the Jaguars part, they tried to get him the football. I don't know how many targets he had. 13. Double, 13? On 50 and pass attempts. Uh, 10 PPR. Yeah. Really rough game for Calvin Ridley, but that's just it was the future start this week. There's a lot of them. It was the first time that I saw Trevor Lawrence show visible frustration with Ridley. Yes. There were a couple of times where Ridley like was not even looking for the ball when Lawrence threw it to him. Um, so that connection is is like devolving, I think. Well, the, he threw an interception on a, on a route that Ridley – I don't know if Ridley got it wrong, but Lawrence was really mad. Uh, and yeah. Ridley also had an almost touchdown. He caught a ball at the one-yard line for the second straight week. He nearly got in the end zone, but four catches. I think he leads the targets. NFL in almost touchdowns. Yeah, he's had a lot of them, no doubt. Who's your biggest loser, Heath? It's got to be the Texans. Um, Nico stepping into that surefire wide receiver one role hurts his calf. we got C.J. Stroud with what looked like a pretty bad head bang on the turf concussion situation. Dave said it. It's not there. There have been more guys lately who have come back with in within less than a week from a concussion, but I think the expectation should still be that he misses next week against the Titans, and then you've got the Browns. And so, really, if you had any Texans and you were hoping to start them in the fantasy playoffs, you're looking towards Week 15 and having to make other plans. Okay, maybe Singletary though. He really not if it's Davis Mills. Okay, again, no. yeah, no, you're right against the Titans now. All right, check out Sportsline, everybody. We've got great content on Sportsline from all of our writers. We've got gambling content on Sportsline. And you can get the first month for $1 with the code Richard or the code Heath. Or how about just get that 60% off the quarterly plan with the with the promo code EKWINS. EKWINS, promo it's code. A, yeah. It's a little bit of a bridge too far, isn't it? Why? Why do you, you use a picture of someone else and somebody else's name in the promo code that you're using to make money? That's him. I know. I know. But I, I, I'm pretty sure you get credit for any promo code EK wins that goes into the system. I do? I just assume if you give one that's not me or Dave, it's yours. It doesn't even matter. And you're just what? using EK. <laughs> I, Are you serious? I don't know about you. I, there's no benefit as far as I know. Should I be, should I be going to management? You saying, think I- Wait, you think you know, that I commissioned this? Uh, this is the first time I have seen the graphic. I had no idea. <laughs> I do not benefit 60% from this. 60% off is a fantastic deal. EK wins. All right. Uh, news and notes. Justin Jefferson left with a chest or rib injury, uh, and we'll obviously keep you posted. Justin Herbert has a fractured finger, and obviously that could be a multi-week absence and maybe the end of the fantasy season for Justin Herbert. C.J. Stroud, concussion. Nico Collins, calf injury. Josh Jacobs left with a knee injury. This was terrible this week. Josh Jacobs left with a knee injury. Worse than normal. They get the Chargers next week. And would you have any interest in Zamir White or Amir Abdullah if Jacobs were out? Yes. Yeah, but I I wouldn't have high expectations for either one. Yeah, I— it Although be, they do play the Chargers. Right, but it wouldn't they be like Zeke. LA. No, it'd be more like Clyde. Okay. 
Um, Alexander Madison left with an ankle injury, and he absolutely dominated carries in the first half. Only three yeah. carries in the first half, I believe, for Ty Chandler. But you could look at Chandler. They have a very favorable, favorable matchup next week at Cincinnati. Joe Flacco is Cleveland's starter rest of season. How about, like, what is it about Flacco that these teams just let him throw the ball 44 times a game? <laughs> 44 and 45 pass attempts in two games for Flacco. I would like to believe that they're calling runs and he just constantly checks to passes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's a coach just get ticked off at him because he keeps changing out of plays that are supposed to be runs, and then he scores, and they're like, "Oh, we got to just keep letting him do his thing." Uh, Jerome Ford, I don't, I don't know care if, about your play calls. Jerome Ford, I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but he went no. to the locker. He went to the X-ray room. I saw, so that one is one I, I did. All I saw was a Jerome Ford walk to the X-ray room tweet, right? But I, I don't know. <clears throat> what the deal is there. So we'll uh, we'll see about Jerome Ford. Tutu Atwell was evaluated for a concussion. Dalton Kincaid left with a shoulder injury, but he was listed as probable to return, and I don't think they... I think they just took a knee after that. Sure. Um, hey, with all these injuries, the people that got eliminated from the playoffs are like, well, thank goodness I'm <laughs> done with fantasy for the year. I don't have to deal with, you know, I doubt two that. or three players on my team that got hurt in week 14. No, it, no, they it, definitely want to listen to us for, for uh, four more weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, people listen during the offseason. It's one of the secrets to winning. We talk about it all the time. Here's the thing about Cleveland, by the way, and their defense, which hasn't been so great. They've been without Denzel Ward. He missed another game today. And Juan Thornhill, starting safety, he was ruled out before the game. So they were depleted defensively. And personally, guys, I didn't th- I didn't think Trevor Lawrence looked injured. He may have been. I mean, you know, I'm sure not he was. Right. But he looked pretty he was good. Not, whatever injury he was he had, he was not feeling it when he ran. Right, it looked pretty good. He was running with a normal gait. Tore it all. Tampa Bay had two defensive backs leave with injury, so they face Green Bay next week. Ryan Neal and Carlton Davis left with injuries. It they was, were already without Jamel Dean, who's a starting corner, too. And, and Devin Vita, White. Yeah, and play. Devin White. Yep. It's like half their starting defense right now is hurt. Uh, Houston you know, also. Right. No Vita yeah. Houston also. A cornerback, a linebacker, and a def- and an edge rusher, Will Anderson. They all left with injuries, not to mention Nico Collins and C.J. Stroud. They get Tennessee next week. Tennessee will not be able to take advantage of those injuries. Um, Baltimore safety Kyle Hamilton left with an injury. This could be a really big deal. Jacksonville safety Andre Sisco left with an injury. Uh, one of the reasons I, I was very nervous about D.K. Metcalf was Charvarius Ward. He left in the first quarter almost immediately, and then Metcalf caught a long touchdown on a different corner. And he didn't have a catch the rest of the game. Uh, but he had 52 yards and a touchdown, I think. Seattle cornerback Devin Witherspoon left with an injury. Micah Hyde, Buffalo safety, he left with a stinger. And the edge rusher, A.J. Epinesa, left with ribs injury. So that's not good going into a game against Dallas next week. And the 49ers were really beat up. San Francisco, uh, so not only did they lose Traverius Ward, but De- uh, Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle, he left with an injury. They were already playing without Eric Armstead. They're at Arizona next week. Uh, early waiver wire. Who headlines the early waiver wire injuries in week 14 mean waiver claims in week 15 TM? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, is it Samir White? Is it Ty Chandler? You know, and those guys will be on there. I wonder if there's going to be more attention for Chase Brown just because he's made some big plays the last couple of weeks for Cincinnati. Uh, he's just not playing a ton and Mixon's doing a good job of keeping him at bay. So shout out to Joe Mixon for doing well. Uh, what's Isaiah Likely's roster ship? Because everybody 60, that was 62. Yeah. 62. People yeah. who were a little nervous about picking him back up, they're not going to be nervous anymore. 
Um, I don't think that there's a play in Houston with if Stroud misses a game. Uh, I can't imagine there's anybody in Houston's offense that you'd want to go and grab. Jake Browning might be on the list if you lost Herbert or Stroud. You might look his way. You might look Joe Flacco's way. Flacco's got Chicago next week. What about that's turning uh, into a tough matchup I, though? Is is Jared Goff will tell you? I think Zay Jones is. I know they're facing Baltimore, so maybe it's not for next week. But he's thirty three percent rostered. He had fourteen targets today. He dropped a touchdown. wasn't an easy catch. And I know it was bad. Five for twenty nine on fourteen targets is bad. But if you need a wide receiver, a guy who's, I think the number two guy. Is, you think that he will be picked up over Parker Washington, who scored? Yeah, Washington is going to be the one that people so chase. Washington had three targets. targets. So right. I so, would pick up Zay Jones, but so the question is, do you think that something do you think that's something that Jacksonville changes next week to try to get back on track is to get Washington going a little bit more? Maybe. He's their slot guy. I mean, they play they play Tampa. And we just talked no, no, about no. how beat up. No, they, they play Baltimore. It might be everybody in that offense. They play Baltimore next week. That's what I, I two weeks from now. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Well, that's an early look at the waiver wire. We're gonna take a break. We got buy or sell. When we come back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Today. Time for some buy or sell, as mentioned before the break. Uh, this one we kind of talked about. James uh, Jake Anderson says, buy or sell, James Cook is a league winner. Uh, sure, I'll buy it. I... Yeah, I think like semantically we could argue it, but he's he's a he's a must start player in the playoffs. Even sure. against Dallas next week, even against the Patriots in week seventeen. No, I wouldn't disagree with the second part. Who does he play in the championship week though? That is week seventeen. Patriots. Oh. In between uh, that he has the I, I take it back. I don't think James Cook is a must win. Is a <laughs> league winning running back. All right. Buy or sell from Elijah. Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup, and we have nothing to worry about. He looks like Cooper Cup of old, and he started to did look better so? last week. Yeah, I do. I think so. I, I think he looks I, better. I thought he did a spec. I thought he looked kind of like Travis Kelsey. Um, well, do you remember what he looked like? Travis Kelsey looks before all the injuries, like at the beginning of this year, or maybe even last year. I don't think he looks quite like that guy, but you're maybe I mean, you're starting That's him. Fine. But I don't. I think, remember. I'm not, not sure he's going to be a top ten wide receiver in the fantasy playoffs. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I think he's definitely in like the top 20 range, Heath. And yeah. I, I mean, I remember we, we were, Adam and I especially were talking about him after we watched him uh, two games ago. Man, he was terrible. He couldn't separate. He was just so slow. And now he's starting to do a better job of getting away, running downfield more. He had a big catch against Baltimore. Again, he's doing this against Baltimore. 
Yeah. Tough matchup, and in the rain, like I'm ready to. I'm not sweating Cooper Cup anymore. Okay, from keep pounding, buy or sell. I'm bald because of fantasy football. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it's we all bye. go through it, man. We all want to win. We love this game. It's a crazy game, and it drives us nuts when we lose. Buy or sell from Monty P. David Montgomery is no longer a must start. He had 10 carries for 66 yards and three catches for 19 yards at the Bears. And here come the Broncos in Detroit next week. A huge game, by the way. Uh, But David Montgomery no longer a must start. Buy or sell? Line him up against James Cook. Who would you rather have next week? Cook. Cook against Dallas. I think he'll play more than Montgomery. They, they gave the ball to Gibbs, man. They gave a lot of snaps to Gibbs. Montgomery played 35% of the snaps. He barely played on third down. They had one snap inside the 10. It went to Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, but it was like eight I, yards out, right? It was a touchdown. I wonder how many times, and I'm going to guess very, very few, has an NFL team had multiple running backs with double-digit carries, average at least six yards per carry, and lose like they did? Probably more That's than you think. That's a great think, question. I, I'm not surprised that Montgomery played 30-something percent of the snaps. They got blown out. They they were trailing much of the game. I think next week against Denver should be a better spot. But you like Cook. You're saying you like Cook. And the next two matchups after that are not good for Montgomery. But I don't know. This is the kind of what happens. Montgomery goes out. He scores every single week, and he's a must-start. And then he goes out, and he doesn't score. And now people— And he still had 11.5 PPR fantasy points in this game. Like, if this is David Montgomery's bad game— and his good game's 20, then he's a must-starter. Okay, so you're selling that he's no longer a must-start. I don't know if he's a must-starter or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to commit to I that. think he's going to end up in my top 24 running back pretty comfortably. <laughs> well, so, next week for sure. I think I had him 23 this week, so... Yeah, seems, pretty, seems close right. a, pretty close to a must-start. Uh, buy or sell, David Njoku is a top five tight end rest of season with Flacco. This one's from Mickey. David Njoku, top five Bye. rest of season. Bye. You wouldn't have bought that last week, though. So we're buying it this week because of busted coverage. I think he's been a top five tight end this season with anybody but John Watson. Like, if you just put all the backup quarterbacks together, I'm pretty sure David Njoku is a top five tight end. And now we've got Dalton Kincaid's got Dawson Knox back. And plenty of other complications at the position. I like the eight targets. I think that that's a good sign. Not on 45 pass attempts necessarily, but six catches, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Last week, he had two catches for 17 yards on six targets. Uh, At at what time, at what point do you see the Browns becoming completely reliant on the run and Joe Flacco throwing 29 times in a game? Assuming there's no like weather issues, if their defense gets back to being what it is, but uh, here's the question: Can you name five tight ends you'd rather have than Njoku? Yeah, I think I might be able to. Kelsey, Kelsey Laporta, Hawkinson, uh, McBride, um, McBride, McBride will be in there. Then, you might say Ferguson. You might say Kittle. Oh, see Kittle. how Goddard does tonight. You might say Goddard. I think I'd have to take Kittle. Are we really? Are we really leaving Dalton Kincaid? Yeah, in the on the corner and driving yeah. away. Well, I'm not dropping him, but 
I just I think you just compare David Njoku with a backup quarterback versus Dalton Kincaid with Dawson Knox, and it's pretty clear that Njoku's a lot better. It looks, it looks that way. All right, <laughs> from Keith, buy or sell, Stefan Diggs is not a must-start wide receiver going into the playoffs. Diggs had four catches for 24 yards on 11 targets, and that's now that's now fewer than seven fantasy points in three of his last four games. Yeah, but look at those games before and look at the game that he did score more than seven fantasy points in. It's 19. It's a total conundrum. If you knew he was going to stink for sure, you'd you'd confidently sit him. That goes without saying, but he's got upside to get you 20 fantasy points in PPR. Now, Dallas next week is going to be tough. Uh, I think that could be really tough on him. Is it? I think you might you might be encouraged to start him without reservations. If the Eagles receivers have a big game against the Cowboys corners, because that would now mean two games in a row that Dallas's secondary is struggling to cover quality receivers, fast receivers, good receivers. And Diggs will Diggs will be able to be started confidently. Otherwise, you might get some you might be a little nervous to go with them. Heath. Yeah. Yeah, I don't agree. I I well, I don't disagree. I totally. I'm just doing Heath there. <laughs> No, I just think that let's point out who the bad games have been against. The Jets, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. I don't really view the Cowboys that way. I don't think they've showed that against wide receivers, against good wide receivers anyway. But there is something else going on here with Stephon Diggs. I know he got a lot of targets today. But lately, uh, Josh Allen, I think, is just playing more conservatively. And he talked about that when they fired Ken Dorsey, and he said that he had to take what the defense was giving him and don't don't get bored, basically, is what he said, you know, to take the dump-offs. We're seeing it with James Cook having his highest target share. You know, his last three games, his three highest target shares. So um, I think it's hurt Diggs a little bit. Like When was the last time he had a 100-yard game? I think it's been six or seven weeks. So, uh, you know. I, so I you're going to sit him? No, of course not. Okay. But I, I think I think that's there's some underlying issues there. But I, I think he'll be much better against the Cowboys and the Chargers. Or is that the matchup after that? Yeah, Chargers, Dallas, and the Chargers the next two weeks. All right, and then I had buy or sell. The Kincaid ride is over. Seems like we're buying not that. over. It's just not as fun. You know, at the end of the ride, they don't have a bunch of like go upside down and go real high and go real fast. You got to slow the train down before it comes back into the station. And so we're just closer to the end of the ride. There might be a couple of little whips that are kind of fun, but it's probably just going to be kind of a dull ride. Heath likes whips. Good to know. He was second on the bills and <laughs> targets with eight. And almost like the exact same situation that Najoku was in where Najoku had eight targets in a game where his quarterback threw a lot. Josh Allen threw a lot, Kincaid at eight targets. He just didn't have a big game. I'm not ready to say it's over for Dalton Kincaid. Does the ride have like a lap bar that comes all the way down? Is it seat belts? For 100%, yes. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, and it's locked. Like, you can't get it up. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'll get a little personal there, Heath. Uh, winners and losers. Let's go to Dave's winners. Matthew Stafford was one of them. Isaiah Likely was one of them. And David Njoku was one of them. All right, so Likely is 62% rostered. He was 42% started. We did talk about how the Rams just cannot cover tight ends. Uh, the Rams, the Bengals, the Texans, and the Broncos. Jaguars. Jaguars can't cover tight ends. All That's right. who the Ravens play next. Okay. Well, how do you feel about Likely? Uh, I feel like he had another low dot game, but he did have the one huge play. I think he had a 54-yard yeah. touchdown. So, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, he had 29 yards on his other six targets. Right. On his other four catches? Yeah. yeah. So, 
low receiving average. It's about seven yards. I don't mind that so much. Um, but we know that he's capable of big plays. This week proved it to us again. And I like that he was third on the team in targets. Lamar threw a ton, 43 times. That's something that might worry me a little bit. Like, you could tell me that Joe Flacco or Josh Allen threw 40 times in a game, and I, I wouldn't bat an eyelash. I'd expect that. I don't know if I would expect Lamar Jackson to throw this much that often. And he played into OT, so that could be part of it too. But How excited are you if you just have kind of one of those mid-tight ends, but you've locked up a first-round buy and likely is on your waiver wire, and they play the 49ers in Week 16? How excited are you to add likely? Not that excited. I'm not either. Yeah, like I would I, consider. I, I want to start I'd him next week for sure. I'd consider him. I mean, hey, Colby Parkinson had a touchdown against the Niners. It was on a. It was on a pretty good play design. That was a great week. play. Yeah, it was a great play. But I, I don't know if that's because of a weakness in how they cover tight ends, so to speak. I think he like we kind of have to talk about the waiver wire in. Are you playing this week or not? How about um, this? If it's Lamar against the 49ers in week 16, we could see Lamar throw a lot. Could be back over 35 pass attempts in that game. Yeah. That could help, likely. Okay. Uh, let's see. The joke we already talked about. Let's go to Heath's winners, James Cook. Debo Samuel is in, on another planet. The man is <laughs> not a human being. He's incredible. He had seven catches for 149 yards and a touchdown and a rushing touchdown from one yard out. That came after he came up a yard short of a receiving touchdown. So that's three straight games with 22.4 or more, two straight games with 30 or more PPR points for Debo. And Drake London was another one. But since you talked about Cook, what do you have to say about Debo Samuel and Drake London, who had 172 yards today? My goodness. Somebody had put something in the chat, and I can't find it now, about how uh, we – we keep trying to give Brandon Ayuk Debo's cookie or something. And like, I get it. There was a lot of talk about Ayuk as the clear best fantasy wide receiver on this team. And Debo, the last couple of weeks has just reminded us that when they choose to get him the ball in those types of situations, he's one of the best players in football. Um, they have three or four of those. <laughs> and so I think you just view him as a near top 12 must start wide receiver and know that there still could be a week in the fantasy playoffs. In fact, it's probably likely that one of Kittle or Ayuk or Debo is going to let us down next week. But you've got to start all three and not even think about it. Uh, absolutely. I feel like they don't have a lot of depth at their skill position players, but all of their skill position players are like the greatest players in the sport. <laughs> right? <They> yeah. <laughs> Don't have a great number three receiver or anything like that, or or backup. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like those guys are. Just I don't so think good. there's there's a whole lot to say here. He scored at least twenty PPR points in three straight. He's putting up points like a quarterback, and you're using him as a wide receiver. So what about Drake London Heath? Was this just a matchup thing? And you had you had a three hundred. We had three hundred yard days today from Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Desmond Ritter. And Ritter also threw 40 passes, but a beautiful day for London. Started at only 38% of leagues. Beautiful day in London. That, that type of quarterback play is exactly what I was hoping for in the final week of the fantasy regular season. With, <laughs> with seasons on the line, let's have some really great passing performances. No, I think if you look at Drake London's stats when he's just played with Desmond Ritter, like, there's a pretty special connection there. There's been some bad games, but a lot of that slump was when they tried to go to Taylor Heineke. I'm feeling better about London going into the fantasy playoffs as a number three wide receiver after this game. 
He's got the dreaded At least matchup three receiver. against Carolina what? next week. Carolina. No wide receiver lives to tell about it. That's not true, but... <laughs> It's was not, Chris Olave not good today? Not really. He, he was good. He, he just touched his quarterback stunk. That wasn't about the Panthers defense as much as it was about Derek Carr. Had, London made some huge grabs in this game. He played, he played like a former top 10. Every once player. in a while, he and Garrett Wilson just remind me of how special they are and what could be if they get a full season with good quarterback play. Yeah. yeah like totally. those guys are still. I don't know if it's a DJ Moore situation. I think they might even have a little bit more upside than DJ Moore. So you're talking about, for example, next year, Garrett Wilson's going to have Aaron Rodgers. Drake Maybe. London could have a, a quarterback upgrade. It won't be Ritter. These are going to be guys that you're going to chase. We're, Garrett Wilson, we were taking him round two. Aaron Rodgers was healthy during draft season. Yeah. Oh, if, if, if Drake London right had Garrett Wilson, if, if, if Drake London had Aaron Rodgers next year, I'd take him in round two. Yeah, of course. So, like, a good quarterback in Atlanta probably puts Drake London in the round three conversation, maybe toward the end. And but, holy moly, if the, Aaron Rodgers comes back healthy and the Jets do something at backup quarterback to make you feel pretty good about that spot, yeah, Garrett, we're running right back to Garrett Wilson, arms wide open. For, for dynasty purposes, they might be the type of wide receivers that we get to March or April and people are just looking at the stats – on pro football reference or wherever, and you're able to turn a first round pick into that kind of guy. And I think both of them are probably better than everybody except for the first two or three picks in most rookie drafts. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I'd still rather have Marvin Harrison. It's going to be close between Harrison and Garrett Wilson though, because I do love Garrett Wilson. Well, let's talk about our week 14 losers and, and let's bring on. Oh, Hey Jamie. Hey, Uh, just kidding. What's (laughs) Well, weird timing. Weird timing for Jamie to come on. No, Jamie ended my season in the podcast league. It's all good. Uh, Heath's losers. Well, Heath and and really, you didn't sound like it was all good when the show before the show. Heath's loser. uh, One of them was Gus Edwards. Dave had the Ravens running backs as losers. Oh, Uh, so good. Yeah, so we can throw all of them in that in that loser bin. Unless Heath, you don't think that Keaton Mitchell was a loser. I'm not sure that Keaton Mitchell was a loser. I think Keaton Mitchell stayed pretty much where he was, and Gus lost a little bit. Mitchell was still that boom-bust flex, and I still think going into next week or any week, Mitchell's the kind of guy that if you don't have a guy you love in your flex, he could score from anywhere. So I don't mind putting him in my lineup. Gus is really, really struggling with efficiency, and Mitchell's playing better. And so I think he's in danger of losing more and more. And the, and even the goal line thing is a little bit questionable with Justice Hill for some reason. Well, first of all, they didn't have any snaps inside the 10 against the Rams this week. And Justice Hill played more snaps than Keaton Mitchell and Gus Edwards. He continues to play on third downs. 42% of the snaps, Keaton at 34. Gus, 27. It's going to potentially be a three-way headache the rest of the way. And man, I wanted to see Keaton Mitchell break out, but they came out of the bye and give Keaton Mitchell that lion share workload that we were hoping for. And I don't know if that was a byproduct of the rain or circumstance or whatever. Certainly playing from behind toward the end of the game did not help Keaton Mitchell, but tough, man. It was tough to not see Keaton Mitchell play 50% of the snaps at least. All right. Is anybody here confident at all in starting a Bears running back or a Ravens running back going forward? Because Khalil Herbert is also on Heath's losers list. Jamie, I'll let you get the first word in here. You confident starting a Ravens or Bears running back? No, 
Um, I don't know how anybody can. I mean, Lamar Jackson is the best runner for the Ravens. That's easy. And Justin Fields is the best runner for the Bears. That's easy. So, you know, as long as there's not one guy when you're splitting it up three ways, it's just tough. You know, like the, the Bills, for example, they're splitting it up three ways, but James Cook's been awesome. You know, so it's easy to say, okay, there, there's there's a clear-cut winner in that backfield. But, yeah, I agree with Heath that, you know, in terms of the Ravens, Mitchell is the one you want to lean toward just because of the outside play. And for Chicago, there really isn't anybody that you want to lean on. So, no, I would not trust any of those backfields. I think if you were desperate and you had to pick somebody from Chicago, I don't mind it being Foreman. He plays 56% yeah. of the snaps. I, yeah. It looks like he's their favorite and preferred guy on running downs, four or six snaps inside the 10. You're not going to use him next week. But the two games after, look at who the Bears play in week 16 and 17. Who do they play? Arizona, Atlanta, both at home. Atlanta, number one against running backs. Number one. They weren't this week, and if they don't get healthy, they're going to well, fall from grace pretty quickly. They still have not given up a running back rushing touchdown. It's unbelievable. No, they gave up a receiving touchdown. They you, you, would you believe that Rashad White gets down to the one, huh? <laughs> and then Baker Mayfield pulls an RPO on that, and White could have walked in the end zone. Yeah. He could have. No, untouched. And Baker nearly gets killed on the play, gets a rushing touchdown, and Very then graceful. he throws a touchdown to Rashad White. Uh, all right. So, yeah. I, I hope they go the whole year without it. Another topic. I think a topic for another day, but I, from, from Roshan Johnson's dynasty perspective, it's like, what are they waiting for? You know, he comes off his best game, and they go to a guy who's definitely not part of their future in Deontay Foreman. And Roshan gets one touch, so maybe we'll talk about that on Wednesday or something like that. Or I, th- I don't think their their coaching staff is playing for the future. I think their coaching staff is playing for their jobs. Yeah. Even still, you just don't you want to evaluate? You know, is he going to make that much of a difference? All right, fair enough. He also has the Texans as losers. That makes sense. Davis, Calvin Ridley, the Baltimore running backs, and oh boy, Zach Moss. What the hell, Zach Moss? Thirteen carries for twenty eight yards, four catches for twenty eight yards. At Cincinnati, this was supposed to be his bounce back week. Dave Richard wasn't good enough. Wasn't good enough. He had a touchdown called back, but I'm, I'm going to be on repeat from last week. He played 83% of the snaps. He dominated third downs. Each of three snaps inside the five-yard line. He gave you what you wanted. 17 total touches in the game and just could not come through. It, it, just, it hurts even more because he had a touchdown called back by a penalty, and that's it, annoying. This is one where I just and it, some people it really upsets when the fantasy analysts say this, but like we're gonna keep ranking this guy as a must start guy if he's getting thirteen to fifteen carries and eight targets in a game. Like I'm so it, it sucks, but the process is that guys who touch the ball this much Ezekiel Elliott. Like yeah. do we really think that Zeke is a much better running back than Zach Moss? Well, what does what does Zeke and Moss have in common? Steelers. Steelers. Yep. They are both on the Steelers. Now, Zeke played the Steelers last this week, and Zach Moss gets the Steelers in week 15. But listen, that, that's not like the Steelers are an easy matchup here. I know Zeke, you know, caught his way, receptioned his way to a great game. That's fair. And, but he, it's not like the Steelers have a bad run defense or anything like that. I, now, they do have Watt in the concussion protocol and Highsmith out, too, and that's just going to hurt them in general. So maybe that changes things, but it, you know Zeke didn't run all over the Steelers for what that's worth. I, I I think for right now, 
I might rather have Zeke next week against the Chiefs at home than Moss against the Steelers. I agree with that. Yes. I'm going to rank Zeke way too high next week. Way too yeah. high. I, we're, we're all going <laughs> to fooled you by Zeke next week. But yeah, I don't think so. I think the role in the passing game is that's what I was counting on this week. I think that's going to be the, the, the case moving forward. I mean, we have our first ever Sunday night start of the week reveal. No, it's Matthew Stafford. Uh, no. It's it's Stafford. No. Just, no. Just... It, it, it might be Stafford. I've already done my quarterback rankings for next week. It might be Stafford. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, let's. Uh, we'll go through a few other things here. I don't know if there's anything at the goal line that really stood out to you. Bijan Robinson had a great, had a really nice game. Could have had an even better game. Um, Ritter missed him wide open for what should have been like a two yard touchdown. You mean um, the throw to the left where he was wide open on the left side of the field? Right side, actually. Oh, there was one where he was wide open on the left side, too. It was a touchdown to London. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, Devin Singletary should have had... I, I can't say he it would have been a touchdown. They ran a shovel pass to him at the eight-yard line. And uh, if he had caught that, I think he had a, a pretty good chance to score, but he dropped it. And then some almost touchdowns. Joe Mixon had a big game, but he could have had an even bigger one. He, just, he really struggled at the goal line. Jake Browning had a QB sneak for a touchdown after that. Calvin Ridley, like I said, he got a yard short of a touchdown. T. Higgins pushed off on a touchdown catch. Cole Komet dropped a possible touchdown. Mike Evans, terrible game for Mike Evans. He nearly had a touchdown. It still would have been a bad game, if, even with the touchdown, but uh, he his hand was out of bounds before his foot came down inbounds. Jerry Judy. You got to just lay out on that one. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, Evans sucks. Surprisingly Jerry- <laughs> weird form. Jerry Judy, geez, like in a bad season, this had to be one of his worst games. He dropped a deep ball; it had been like a fifty-yard catch or something. He he couldn't uh, hang on. Was to that a touchdown. drop or was it a little bit thrown a little too far away from him? I thought he should have had it. Uh, okay. Uh, then, and then there was Gabe Davis was open on the end zone. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Kadarius Tony would have had it. Would have been a rushing touchdown if y'all saw that play. And he, did you not mention Christian McCaffrey? Uh, McCaffrey, what was it, 70? Debo had a one-yard rushing touchdown. Jordan Mason had a two-yard rushing touchdown yeah. after a 70-yard run by McCaffrey. Oh, McCaffrey was tired. <laughs> <I> mean, was- <laughs> he had such a great game. But, yeah, he he got down to the two-yard line on the first play of the game, and they took him out, 70-yard run, and and Mason came in and uh, and cleaned up. All right, let's, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll go through all of the games, including the, AF- or the NFC South showdown in Atlanta. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. It was a big game, and it was a really dramatic game, too. Tampa Bay 29, Atlanta 25. Baker Mayfield comes through with 24 points. Uh, Heath, what's our believe it or not for Tampa Bay and Atlanta? Are we doing these for the fantasy playoffs, or are we, are we, we're we not yet to look to next year? Or, or where are you at on these, Adam? 
I would say 80% should be fantasy playoffs. Drake London and Kyle Pitts are starts in the fantasy playoffs. Mm, What's their schedule, Dave? Where, and at where? Carolina, nope. Indianapolis, at Chicago. So one game yes and two no. I'm I'm there with Drake London, especially if it's a three-receiver league. Only two home. wide receiver and one flex league. <laughs> full PPR, I'm there. Maybe it's the matchups, you know, I mean – but he doesn't. But no, like, it's Chicago not is not. It's it's home road. It's home road. Chicago's not a good matchup, and neither is Carolina, and they're both on the road. So it's not shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. I guess. So we got like a Dave sort of believes it on London. Jamie's not really feeling it. No, no, no. I am in one game. In one He's going to be a top ten receiver at home. How about Pitts though? Well, How are we feeling about Pitts? It's two good games in a row. One catch. Yeah, yeah I'm not ready to trust Pitts just because he's. Nine PPR points two weeks ago, and then he has a touchdown this week. Do you know that? Wait, wait, wait. Nine is not bad at all. (laughs) Nine's fine. (laughs) For Kyle Pitts, it's amazing. Both these teams punted on four consecutive possessions in the game. As in, and they they still somehow scored as many points as they did. They had eight straight punts together? No, it wasn't in success. It might have actually. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So, like, there were two possessions in the first half for Tampa Bay. They punted. Their first two possessions of the third quarter, they punted. Right. All of the Falcons' possessions in the third quarter ended in punts. So, yeah, I guess you're right. Eight consecutive plays. Wow. No, not quite eight because, no, it's not eight consecutive plays. I got it. It's it's fine. We got it. Um, All right. On the other side of the ball. That was fascinating. There's a lot of terrible defense (laughs) is what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, don't really have anything else. Rashad, I think we know what to do with our bucks. Well, you know, I thought Mayfield Mayfield deserves a a high five for this. Hey game. man, listen, with quarterback play being what it is right now, Mayfield might be your your best chance to win a fantasy championship in some leagues. Oh man, that, yeah, that hurt my ears. Not. All right, let's go to our next game. And that would be by the way, Heath, uh, because of Jacqueline's decision, we were tracking Jake Browning versus Baker Mayfield the entire <laughs> I was too. I was too. <laughs> And then she was she was uh, she was playing against uh, Leger Duzable, who was in the office today, and and Leger was like, ah, you started Mayfield over Browning, <laughs> laughing the whole time. And then, oh, by the way, yeah, Mayfield helped her win. <laughs> I think Browning outscored him. Browning he did. did so Mayfield was he did. They were both really good. That's why I said I hope they both score you twenty. So you don't, and they did. They both scored her twenty. So it's fine. Chicago twenty eight, Detroit thirteen. Chicago had the ball for. A lot. 33 minutes and 19 seconds here. What's our believe it or not for this game? We talked about the Bears running backs. We talked about the Lions running backs. Um, Goff. How many out? The Lions don't have any more outdoor games left. So Jared Goff's just a top 10 quarterback rest of season. Next week's going to be tough. Broncos in their building. Jared Goff looks, looks lost right now. Yeah. And the, and offensive the offensive line's a travesty. Uh, it, it is not doing him any favors. He is very turnover prone. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I, he's not in my top 12 this week. I'd rather okay. play Russ. That'd be a don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to believe it. He's going to see three pretty good defenses in a row. Denver, Minnesota, Dallas. He's just been so good indoors though. I think when you look at the green Bay I, I, game, right? think about the Thanksgiving game against green Bay and all those fumbles kind of got lucky to score the 22.2 last week at new Orleans at 20, 20 points. What, just not and see, that's, that, that's how I look at it different. Like if you have a bunch of fumbles and you still score 22.2, you should have scored a lot more. He's just not playing that well right now, but he could turn it around. I mean, there's no reason why he can't, he's not a bad player. There were also drops by St. Brown in the game and, Stuff like that. Do you want to know how many punts in a row the Lions had? 
St. Brown, uh, two worst games of the season consecutively here. And this was really bad. Three catches for 21 yards. You just don't expect that. No. All right. Uh, and yet he will still be a, a wide receiver one next week. Uh, Baltimore 37 and the Rams 31 in overtime. With the Rams, the Ravens DST saved you with that punt return there. But what do we have for this one? Odell Beckham is the Ravens' number one wide receiver and a must-start wide receiver for fantasy. Not going to believe all of that. I don't think he's their number one wide receiver, and I don't know if he's a must-start. I'm, I'm going to point to Lamar's past attempts again, 43, and that helped Odell and Zay Flowers get 10 targets each. How often is that going to happen? I mean, I, I think by necessity – to a certain extent, like Lamar's back in the MVP race again. And so I think it's just all on him, you know, so whether it's going to be a game where he's throwing the ball a lot, running the ball a lot, doing what he did today, where it's, you know, so 43 attempts and 11 carries, so 50 some odd times where he's making something happen. Um, that's what you should expect. So I think both his receivers, his top two guys, and look, Nelson Aguilar, I don't know how he targets the guy. I know one point five catches. Um, five targets. Uh, you know, he's going to be part of this unfortunately, <laughs> and Isaiah likely is going to have a chance to make some plays. So, yeah, I think, you know, you got to be – you want to have pieces of this offense. I just don't think you want to overrate the pieces of this offense. So, uh, to me, Flowers is still the best receiving receiver and probably receiving threat. They both had 10 targets, I think, right? All right. Yeah, <laughs> He's 60% rostered, so that's a guy who's definitely a, a waiver wire highlight. Beckham and Likely are both right around 60%. Uh, for the Rams, yeah. it's cool. Anybody interested in Demarcus Robinson? It's two good games in a row for him. Two games with a touch. He's actually looked fast. It's just it's the hair. How many times have we seen Demarcus Robinson look good, and then the very next week he's totally lays an egg? Well, if there's a week to trust him. It's next week. Yeah, that's fair against Washington. Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, we must much much overlooked revenge game Demarcus Robinson against the Ravens. Ooh. <laughs> and Beckham. I mean, Beckham even talked about it. It was a big game yeah. for Beckham. All right, Cincinnati 34, Indianapolis 14. If you stumbled into the playoffs streaming Gardner Minshew, it's enough of that nonsense. <laughs> Believe it. But what, what about the situations that we're going to be dealing with next week where Herbert may be done and Stroud may not play and Geno Smith in this dream matchup? Like, are you starting Drew Locke or Gardner Minshew? I can tell you who I have ranked higher. Uh, but Drew Locke or Gardner Minshew, like, who do we trust? You know what I mean? Like, we're 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 in, we're in some bad spots here, quarterback play. Certainly in superflex and, and two QB leagues. So Minshew may not be horrible. You have Jake Browning ahead of Minshew, though, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Who's the who do the Seahawks get? Because the Minshew gets the Steelers next. Philadelphia at home. Oh, Philly. Yeah, I'd start Locke. I think if it's Locke. Me too. Yeah. So I think that answers it as an affirmative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're starting Drew Locke over, and then we're done with it. All right. Anything? Let's see. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about the Bengals, right? So Jamar Chase with a bad game. Mixon with a very good game. Chase Brown had a long touchdown catch. Higgins had seventy-two yards, I think. Um, yeah, but you know, most of it on one on one play. But, Forty-six yard gain. I guess on two play, really split it evenly. I guess. Uh, but I guess specifically Chase, right? Three catches for twenty-nine yards on four targets after he had twelve targets and hundred and forty-nine yards and a touchdown. What the heck are we supposed to do with Jamar Chase? You start, start him. Yeah, you're gonna start him against. Uh, yeah, Minnesota. They're good. They're not bad. I agree. 
There's going to be a total letdown game for Browning at some point. I don't know if Minnesota's going to be it. I doubt that Pittsburgh would be it. That's a revenge game for Browning. Yeah. Next week? Yeah. Stars crew Minnesota. At Kansas City in week 17. I mean, the hey, wheels uh, will come off of of the... There's so many fluky plays that he's made. A former member of the Vikings organization said that they wanted to make him their backup quarterback, but he did not do well in the preseason. I, I'll, you want to check his, his air yards per attempt, but I still think we're talking about a guy who barely throws the ball downfield and has gotten away with it in Jake Browning. That's too bad. What do you think it was? I'm going to guess his, his ADOT or his air yards per pass attempt was, was five-ish. He also has Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon, and now Chase Brown is doing fun things too. Like he's got pretty good guys to just dump the ball off to and see what they can do with it. Sure. So, like, if you're gonna distribute, you'd want to distribute to those guys compared to like, you know, receivers on a terrible team. You wouldn't. It's want like people. prior to the last few weeks, what people were saying about Brock Purdy: just put the ball in the playmaker's hands. Remember what his A dot was last week? It was what? No. It was 4.5. You know what his ADOT is this week? I, think, I forgot about the Higgins play. So it's probably like seven. It's 4.5. Oh, my God. It's hard to be successful with that. I mean, and that's not good for Chase, you know, but you could get so you could, it could help in PPR, but it's like it's kind of gimmicky. All right. Let's go I'm on. I'm telling you, eventually the wheels are going to fall off. I, I don't know if I'm ready to say it's going to be next week. You're not sitting Jamar Chase unless you have a loaded team. Well, a lot of, yeah, I, I get it. A lot of people will have a loaded team at this point, but I get it. Cleveland 31, Jacksonville 21. You should sit your Jags against the Ravens in the first week of the playoffs. No. Well, which which Jags? Yeah. All of them? Which one are you starting? I'm starting ETN without hesitation, and at this point, I'm starting Evan Ingram without hesitation. Yeah, like, you know, Ingram is the first name that came to mind. Seven seven quarters without Christian Kirk on the field, and he's been an absolute monster. It's a great point. Honestly, Trevor Lawrence is making incredible throws. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's doing enough. And Stafford and just carved them up. Kyle so, Hamilton you know, so. is a big deal losing him. I think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. Maybe I'm talking myself into it. They're not outright sits for me. It was a tale of two games for Trevor Lawrence, for sure, because yeah. he made some and, and awful. Adam, awful I'll throws. say this: in the in the podcast league playoffs, you can start Lawrence. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Considering I'm not making him, but uh, oh, you, you you missed it. Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah, you got me there. Um, wow. so uh, oh, Ridley though, Ridley, I feels like the big the like the sit if I was going to sit one of them. Other than I mean, of of the big three of the big four, definitely right. Yeah. He's the lowest of them, but I mean, again, Cup and Nakua just had big games. Demarcus Robinson just had a big game against the secondary, so hopefully Ridley can do something. I think he's still a starter in three series. Yeah. Okay, and then... Keith, okay, when you said it was a tale of two games for Trevor Lawrence, what does that mean? I mean, he had a number of throws downfield that were were bad. Bad. Like, he didn't... Adam said he made some great throws, and he did make some great throws, but he made some terrible decisions and throws in this game also. Yeah, one of his interceptions up the right sideline. I don't even know what that was. That was awful. He made some great throws to the Browns. It was a really accurate throw to the Browns. He had three interceptions in the game, correct? He did. Yeah, he did. All right. But look, with a, with a third string left tackle and a bad ankle, he, he performed much better than I anticipated. So I think it was a fourth stringer, right? They lost their left tackle again. Oh, yeah. They he did, threw yes. 50 passes today? Yeah. 50 passes, 257 yards. Horrible quarterback rating, but as Adam has told us, the interceptions play a big role into that number. Being well, and the, and the five and a half yards per attempt. 
The guard that they acquired at the trade deadline started at left tackle, Ezra Cleveland, and he left. Played left tackle in college. Uh, what was what were they doing on the two point conversion at the end of the game? Oh, when they were down by th- four and they're down by four, kick? they kicked yeah. the point, they cut to three, and then they can't go for. F- I mean, I get you're trying to win, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Sometimes when you go for two, it's actually worth four. So I think that's what they were going for there. What? Well, I guess so. <laughs> no. All right, next game, next game. Uh, New Orleans 28, Carolina 6, and another big time of possession discrepancy here. Carolina had the ball for almost 10 more minutes than the Saints. Uh, this is a weird game, clunky game. What you got? What do you got there? Yeah, I don't know that I have a whole lot. Let's do a Chubbard one because he had over 20 carries, 23 carries, 87 yards, two catches. Miles Sanders had the only good run in the game, I think. Yeah, only good run of his season. <laughs> I mean, he's just a, he's just a, I don't have any better flex, anybody better flex. I don't know if there's anything that he's going to do on a week-to-week basis that's really going to change my mind. He just, he's somewhere in that 25 to 32 range, and if you don't have somebody you like better, you start him. It's, it's three games in a row with 19 or more touches for Chuba Hubbard. Is that not appealing? He's their guy. And I think he can qualify as a low-end RB2 when the matchup's right. I don't believe that Miles Sanders is taking a huge chunk of work away. Sanders had a nice run, and then they gave him some goal line carries after that nice run, and he got slammed. They, they like Chuba Hubbard. Say it. The workload says it. He's 77% of the snaps, almost every third down snap. He's not going to score a touchdown next week. Not going to. He's facing the Falcons. Certainly not. Adam Thielen's great. He's absolutely going to be. I don't want to talk about Adam Thielen. (laughs) You don't want to talk about Adam Thielen? (laughs) Not at all. He's magic eight ball material at this point. Oh, man. Um, All right. We're not. No, if if the magic eight ball has not been smashed into a million pieces by a hammer by you, particularly today, I don't know. Like, get the hammer out. I hate the magic eight ball right now. Smash it with your microphone. I don't know why. He was going to be good. Yeah. Zero catches for Gabe Davis. You know, you work really hard, and you think <laughs> you work so hard to figure out these players, you know? And it's like, this is what we get. We get this. All right, Jets 20, Texans 6. We shouldn't have any more Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson questions. You should just start them every week. Uh, Zach Wilson, I think, every run play that was called, he just checked to a pass play and was like, F it. I don't care what happens. I'm just going to pull the flack though. <laughs> I'm just gonna do what I want, and it was fun to watch. Um, he he played he played fairly well early in the game, uh, but the best thing he did was, "Hey, Garrett Wilson, I'm back, baby. Let's go." Target, 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 target. Hey, Brees Hall, target, 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 target. I mean, that's just hey, let's go. So the Jets are only two games out of the playoffs. Isn't every team basically only two games out of the yeah. playoffs? I mean, it's like... No. Well, I mean, at, at this point, the Jets might get in and the Chiefs might not make it. Yeah. I mean... That would be wild. It's possible. Um, but does that mean Aaron Rodgers is going to come back? No. I'd be shocked. All right, Minnesota... They're not th- winning next week at Miami. Game of the week, Minnesota 3, Vegas 0. <laughs> Oh, Josh Dobbs oh, wow. got benched, by the way. I forgot to say that with uh, in the news and notes for Nick Mullen. That wasn't your lead story? No. That was Justin not the, Jefferson got murdered? Not the biggest news in this game. Um, they're Yeah, they're all pretty much losers in this game, right? 
What about Ty Chandler? About Jordan Addison? Did Madison come back in the game or no? No, I don't no. think so. Man, he, he was not. He did not. Too. Yeah. So okay, well I'll do this one then. Um, Good, be- thank you. Believe it or not, Ty Chandler is better than who did we? Who are we talking about? We're comparing to Zeke. We said Zeke's going to be ahead of him, but Zach Moss. Zach Moss. Ty Chandler is better than Zach Moss next week. Chandler at Cincinnati if uh, Madison is out. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. No, I don't believe it. Okay. Believe it or not, Ty Chandler is a must-add. Believe it. Yeah, of course. I mean, any running back to must-add at this point is going to get a starting job. Well, not maybe not Samir White. I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> if Jacobs can't can't go against that doesn't, doesn't mean must start. It means must add. Different different conversation. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. San Francisco 28, Seattle 16. Zach Charbonnet is the best Seahawks running back rest of season. Don't believe it. I thought Walker had some really nice runs. I agree. He had some nice plays. Some of them were through the air. Did he get hurt at the end of the game? I think he got shaken up a little bit on the long run. I didn't understand their usage, and I kind of thought he looked like he had a piano on his back. I, I didn't think Kim Walker looked all that great, but um, I didn't really understand what they were doing there. They ended up with a pretty similar amount of carries, one more for Charbonnet, but Walker had four catches and Charbonnet had one. I haven't, Dave, I haven't looked at the usage and all that. And that might actually I've got be, it. be worth looking Walker, into here. 58% of the snaps, Charbonnet 40%. Charbonnet played nine of 11 snaps on third downs and no snaps inside the 10, so... Don't know if there's a change at the goal line or not. Well, their next three games are Philadelphia, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. So how about this? Believe it or not, regardless of who the best one is, we don't want to start anyone, any Seahawks running back rest of season. Oh, I would start them against Tennessee if Simmons is there. Fair. That's fair. But the other two, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't feel good about it. Well, I mean, look, if if, if he comes out of whoever comes out of the Philly game with better usage and then potentially dominates the Titans, we have no idea what <laughs> with these injuries, what we're looking at. We get to week 16. And so even in a tough matchup, potentially I'm probably still starting Walker as at least a flex or Sharpen as least a flex. I mean, I can't imagine the way they use these guys that that wouldn't be the case. Okay. Buffalo 20, Kansas city 17. Travis Kelsey is the only chief you should start at new England. That's assuming Pacheco's out. I don't know if you want to start Pacheco against New England as good as their run defense is. I if Pacheco, Pacheco against that, yeah, uh, I would too. Um, and I think Mahomes is still very much in the starting conversation. Whew. But he might have cost some people some playoff berths, and that that part stinks. So I, yeah, I think we should clarify that he he did not cost anybody anything. Oh. He's he's got a, a bunch of guys doing a bunch of really poor work. Don't know where to line up. Can't catch the football. Here can't hold on to it once they do catch the football. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes uh, should have had a thirty-point game. There today. goes uh, my hero. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> um, I it you you said it uh, either last Sunday or this week. He's the biggest bust in fantasy. Yeah, it's not even close. If I weren't if I weren't superstitious, I would change Purdy and Mahomes in my superflex league and make Purdy the quarterback and Mahomes the superflex just to send a message. <laughs> I would do that. I'm too superstitious to rock the boat. You don't think there. he's the biggest bust? 
Oh, I do. Heath. I'd have to think about it, but he's he's got to be on the list. No, I I don't. I mean, I I could do some actual research, but I think there are are running backs who were taken in the first two rounds who have been much worse than Mahomes. Non relative bust. to where they're draft picks. Non injury busts. Non injury busts. Like you can't have missed one game with injury, or you could have been a bust but also missed a game. Like not Nick Chubb. Uh, but, right. Agreed. Uh, but. Who's missed the game with injury? Did Barkley? Mark Barkley missed a few games. Like you, if you think Barkley's been worse than Mahomes, I'll I'll accept that. But I think Mahomes has been worse. I wonder if Mahomes' ADP is higher than Barkley's. Though. Well, okay. If we're using CBS ADP, then I would agree Mahomes was definitely the biggest bust. Um, our ADP, third round, I don't think he was. I think one of the whole arguments oh, for know. taking Mahomes and why people want him in round <laughs> one was because he would put up points that dwarfed other <clears throat> quarterbacks. Two games, two games with 30-plus this year. Well, he's also been well behind the other two guys he was drafted around yeah. in terms of Hurts and, yeah. and Allen. Yeah. After this, he's definitely harder. the biggest busted quarterback. I mean, coming into the week, he was averaging fewer fantasy points per game than than Justin Herbert. What is that? <laughs> what is that? A phone number? 855? Come on now. He, uh, yeah. I, well, he wasn't going to the third round in any real leagues. So he was just going to the third round in analyst leagues. Why is I, cannot, I cannot believe that they are one game up on the Broncos. Isn't that crazy? It's uh, nuts. And they, they might play a road playoff game. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, certainly his receivers did not help him today. There's no question about that. Okay. Can you imagine if Denver beats Detroit and they lose to the Patriots? <laughs> They're talking. Are you going to start? I really cannot imagine that. Are you going to start either, but still. <laughs> Jamar Chase next week or Rasheed Rice? Oh, what do you mean, ball. Chase? For sure. Yeah. Chase, Rasheed Rice is on fire, dude. He's got seven or more catches in three straight games. Close. He's Good him. Close. He is him. Yes, he that's is. that's a thing. Him holds on to the ball. <laughs> uh, whatever. He's still him right now. Who he? Denver twenty four and the Chargers seven. Javante scored. Hooray! A rushing touchdown for a Broncos running back. Fantastic. And like J- Cortland Sutton. Three catches, yeah. 62 yards. And of course, he scores, every time he scores a touchdown, I just see Chris Tower's face getting angry about him <laughs> yeah, scoring yeah. another touchdown. <laughs> so I asked, I asked Dave this. So Chris was really making the case for Chris Godwin over Cortland Sutton? Two I don't ago. remember that yeah. oh, specifically. Oh, I just oh, yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. Was he? Well, he yeah. and I got pretty heated. It was like the Why? first time Why? all year we've gotten really heated about it. Why? Okay. I, I understood where he was coming from. But, it, but he Chris was Godwin stinks. That all the things that, that you know, that everything Cortland Sutton was doing was so lucky. He's like, Heath is going to write a whole article about it in the offseason, about how lucky and all the regression that Cortland Sutton has, and why are we buying yeah. into this in-season? I wrote the same thing, yeah. It's true. But I was also like, lucky, yeah. why, are you, why are you like dying on the Chris Godwin hill? Chris Godwin's been so uninvolved in this and that. Like, that was the, I understand what he's saying about Sutton. It is ridiculous. But right, but you got to have somebody better on the other side to be comparing him to. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. But he, but anyway, uh, yeah. Do we st- just keep starting Sutton or what? Yes, yes. <laughs> Do you want year. touchdowns? Have you seen Detroit play defense? Oh, I love it. Yeah. But then again, he just faced the Chargers, and he had how many targets did he have in this game? He's had a sixty, forty some odd yard touchdown that went sixty some odd yards in the air. He had four <laughs> targets. I had forty six yard touchdown catch. Yeah. Um, how, hey, Eckler, let's talk about this. Was a big story coming in, so we'll finish the, sh- the show on this, right? Always beats up Denver. Wasn't really a huge split, and he had a great game. He had 100 yards, five catches, and a touchdown. So, are we He's back? You got to wonder where they're at right now with <laughs> Herbert. 
Losing, is he back? Maybe, maybe losing Herbert for the season. Well, is it, I mean, I did. Well, mention which this. which hand is the broken finger on? I think his right? throwing hand. Then it's over. I think. Well, if if it's not manageable, but you would think it's over. How? Like, why would they play him at this point? If 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 I'm the Chargers, I'm firing Brandon Staley, and I'm sitting Justin Herbert for the rest of the season. You're firing yep. him now, or yes. after the season? Now. All right. Let Kellen Moore. See what, let's see what he can do. If I'm the Chargers, I would have fired him last year. Well, uh, because okay. he lost in the playoffs. Yeah, you know there are six teams tied at LA. seven and six in the AFC. Yeah, it's insane. That's why the Jets aren't making the playoffs. They just have too many teams to jump. But all right, seriously, on Eckler, I mean, are we feeling like he's back? Because I, I did mention this last week. His 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 schedule going forward, beginning with this week, was was outs- is outstanding. He took advantage of one good matchup. Are we thinking? He's Must start. top 12 guy. Yes. Must start. <laughs> All the way back. Who am I, Jamie? Me, watching the Eagles play. <laughs> Was that the fake punt? <laughs> yeah. What a face. Oh, I can't wait to screen grab that later. <laughs> All right. Oh, we also found out today on the live stream that Chris's wife thinks that Tony Shaloub is like very handsome. She's a big crush on Tony Shaloub. I don't know who Tony Shaloub is. You know who Tony Shalhoub is. You watch Mrs. Maisel? Yes. Her dad. Oh, fantastic Monk. show, by the way. Monk. Spectacular he's Monk. show. Yeah, he's Monk. Monk, yes. Yeah. Monk Great. Also, the guy who gets his head blown off in Men in Black. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Great show. Appreciate you it. You don't know that scene in Men in Black? I'm not really a Men in Black guy. Not- as much what? of a Tony Shalhoub fan as you are, that might be his greatest scene in, in, in movie history. Well, you haven't seen the Monk movie, so... I haven't seen Monk. Oh, oh. Such, a, such an omission from your catalog. Yeah, I'm good. All right. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. Great evening. We'll talk to you on Beyond the Box Score on Monday. See you later. They not like Star Wars. They like Monk. <laughs>